So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, welcome to <laughs> Feature Creep, colon. Built-in microwave. Semicolon. Uh, Louis, Louis or Louis? I think it's Louis. 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 He's got an IE on the end. Yeah. Louis. So Louis Matar's fabulous car. Um, holy <laughs> shit. Like this thing is, I I don't even know where to begin with this. So I will just start with the beginning. Um, I'll start with how I found out about it. Uh, okay. I was talking to a friend of mine. And she was like, you'd be into this. And she started telling me about this car. She's like, well, you know, this guy, like he built this car to like drive across the country. And I was like, oh, you mean like that, like cannonball run thing? She's like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, without stopping. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like, she's like, no. So then <clears throat> um, she explains about this Louis Matar building this car, this Cadillac. So, so step back in time to 1947 here we okay. are in 1947 uh in san diego holocaust is over holocaust is w- over war's done war's people got done. a lot of money yeah people got a lot of money here we are living uh you know this this gentleman louis matar lives in san diego and uh he buys a 1947 cadillac and for whatever reason he is starts to get obsessed with like outfitting it and so what i mean by that is he was he was like taking his family camping and there's no toilets and there's no water and so the (laughs) first thing my understanding um this is i've there's actually not a lot of like easily found information about this on the internet which surprised me but that is shocking to me yeah because this thing is bizarre and in fantastic <laughs> in the most absurd endeavor I've really ever read about as a single human endeavor. Um, yeah. So this guy, Louis, he, Mr. Matar, he, um, <laughs> he's living in San Diego. He has this Cadillac and he's taking his wife and his son, like his sons. I think he has three sons or maybe two sons and daughter. Anyway, he has three kids. I only know about the middle son because the middle son helped him with the project. Um, okay. So, his middle son's like maybe 12 at the time, like starts learning to like work on the car with him and like helps him do a lot of the like engineering feats that they're doing to this car. So uh-huh. the very first thing that they do is add a shower. Um, and this is the ridiculous thing. So you have to understand like, like they don't have really motorhomes the way they have them now or like RVs and things like that. So he's building this car and the shower, um, the shower head, imagine, Imagine where yeah. you would um sorry what was that? I just had to set my microphone in its little holder and I made a bunch of noise when oh, I did it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's um yeah, they'll have to people have to be forgiving of this because we're uh you know, doing remote shit. So Right. Okay. Imagine you have on the car where you would normally see like a radio antenna classically like off to the passenger side like right by the windshield. So instead there is a pipe that bends up and curves around and ends in a shower head. And that's okay. where that's where the shower is. And so um I don't I couldn't find the details of how he plumbed this, but essentially 
My understanding is that the car holds about 50 gallons of water and it has a way to heat the water. So you can have warm water coming out of the and take a shower there next to the car. Um, Happy. And then shortly after that, he added a water fountain with cool water as he as I've seen some of the video footage of him talking about it. And so this water fountain is on the rear uh, driver's side um, tail light. And so if you imagine like these older cars, they're kind of very like rounded and bulbous. And so the tail light kind of yes, like yes. pokes out and you can kind of flip it up and under there, a water fountain pops up a classic water fountain. Like you'd find on a playground with a little push button and a little bit of water comes spraying out of it. God. Yeah. It's just absurd. And so he was doing all of this to, create a better camping experience. And then, of course, one of the things they needed was then a chemical toilet. So in the back seat of the car, there's a chemical toilet, like under one of the seats. On the other side, there's a kitchen sink. Also, somehow that fits on top of the kitchen sink is a um, uh, a washing machine. Now, <sighs> when you picture washing machine, it's not... Um, this isn't like a massive thing, but it is an electric washing machine. And what it is, is it's like you can imagine kind of a bucket with a with a sort of um, electric egg beater that fits uh-huh. on top, right? So it agitates the, the clothing oh in God. the basin. Um, and all of this. And so then he added a bar which served like scotch and soda and and water like right on the in the glove box space. Um, there's a a cell phone, a nationwide network cell phone, which is like for the fifties, like just unheard of, but it works. Um, like how did that even work? I, I don't know. I was looking into it. I could not figure out um, the details of that, um, but it was there. I mean, I think that was a later addition, obviously. So all of this is going on from about 1947 until um, 1952. And so in 1952, he gets so all of this was just sort of a camping like you know creating this this um this RV out of a out of a 1947 so, Cadillac. Did you do you know this or do you not know this maybe I don't know if it was indicated in any of the stuff that we've read and I didn't see it but did he have a grand vision for this that included all of this up front or was this piecemeal and it grew over time? So it be- it started as this piecemeal growing over time. It was originally okay. he had just been focused on improving his sort of camping experience. He liked to go camping. He would take his family and he was just sort of increasing their comforts, right? Uh, uh-huh. um, at some point, he got this idea that he was going to drive across country. I think someone said to him like, Oh, you could drive this thing nonstop across the country if you had all these features. And, um, and he's like, I, why don't I do that? And so, um, (laughs) what did he do for a job? How did he have all this money and time? So I'm not exactly clear. I, I'm sure that exists somewhere in all the documentation I found. I did not see anything, but I got the impression that he ran an automotive, um, mechanic shop, like a garage. Okay. Like a car repair gar- garage. Okay. Um, here, here Makes in San sense. Diego. Yeah. So, um, so he he takes the, so he gets this idea that he's like, well, we're just going to drive this car across country nonstop. And so, um, so the other part of the car that I want to make sure I don't forget to describe before we get too far down the road is, yes. um, is that he also then added a trailer, and the trailer is like a 
kind of like a low and closed trailer, but at the back end of it was were two seats and a t- tiny dining table, so you could sit and dine. Yeah, and it so- looks kind of like. Uh- it looks exactly like like a two seater table that you'd find attached to the wall in the diner. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really and it's nice. Like it's not. Yeah, none of these things are. Um, like yeah, it's like a little There's diner booth. The, yeah, it's like a diner booth, and the quality of it and the appearance of it, like the actual design of it, is like. Uh, Super in keeping with like the style of the time, like the shapes and yep. the sort of like polished veneer and like like, like the ed the, the the tables like a formica top table with the right. that chrome trim, the wide fat yes. like like triple band chrome trim. Um, it's it's hilarious because it has no earthly business being on a car. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is exactly so that. It's very hilarious. So, um, so the trailer added, I believe, between the car and the trailer, he could store 250 gallons of food, 50 gallons of, of water, fresh water, and 15 gallons of oil for changing the oil in the car. So now you're wondering, okay, so he's, so, okay, so let me just kind of get this this pictured for you. So, you've got this Cadillac dry, 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 uh, dry blah, 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 towing a trailer. Um, yeah, and this Cadillac looks like, you know, like the quintessential post-war luxury vehicle. Yeah, it's it's a 1947, like, sort of cream white um, Cadillac. Uh, yeah. Chrome detailing on all the seams. Exactly. Giant chrome hubcaps. Um yep. Everything. White sidewall tires. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he's like, okay, we're going to drive across the country nonstop from San Diego to New York and back. And so uh, he, uh, well, how are you going to do it nonstop? What if you need to change a tire? What if you need to, say, refuel? What if you yeah. need to change the oil? So, of course, he adds what he's what they kind of refer to as these catwalks and what they are are these sort of hydraulic hydraulically actuated um sort of running boards that slide out and you can kind of stand on them like perch on them and hang onto the side of the car when you're outside the car while it's running oh i see them yeah and so i'm, I'm noticing them now yes yeah and so these oh my God. so that allows you to continue so he he had a plan of three men were going to drive the car him and two of his friends um and so they're in the car driving the whole time and so two men can take breaks and do other things including maintenance like work on the car tune the carburetor while it's running all i think now one where one place i read there he hinted at there were actually two carburetors that he could switch between in case one of them Mm. failed um but uh, he could do full maintenance on the car while it was running. Um, like the way the running boards work or the sort of catwalk is that you could get out of the car, go around to the front of the car while it was running and pop the hood. Right. And get under there and do things in the engine. Um, mm-hmm. But you're like, okay, but what about the tires? Like, what if you get a flat tire? No problem. He created these um, rolling platforms that would extend under the car and lift up that tire. So imagine like a smaller wheel on a hydraulic lift would push down onto the road and lift yep. up that corner of the car so that you could then take the wheel off and change it. Mm-hmm. And then you could inflate it because the axles were drilled in such a way <clears throat> that when the tires were put back on the axle, 
they would self-inflate from within the car. This is so... It's like, just... Yeah. I want to know... I, I want to know more about this guy because I'm like, is everything in his life this way? Or is it just the car? And like, if he went nuts just on the car, I wonder what his family said. Like, So, I, right. He, I, so when I was watching um, a short documentary about him, um, there's a video quote of him saying on film, he said that uh, he was a lucky man because any other wife would have left him. Ah. Um, and there's plenty. I, my understanding is that this was a family car. Like he took his family yeah. camping. And so they fully participated in its use most of the time, <laughs> except for these, except for, um, as we're going to talk about these trips across country. And so they were accomplices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise they were like, this is the family car. We do the, we go camping and we do the things and spend family time in the car. So, um, it's, what I was reading here, it says that it has just a stock Cadillac engine under the hood. Yep. Yeah. He just... Which is hilarious. Right. Yeah. There was nothing... Um, you know, all of this was just sort of incremental, like, modifications and changes and, um, <laughs> you know, like, hey, well, we, we should have a toilet. Let's put a toilet in there. Um, yeah. So put he a could... Put drinking fountain. Put I'm going to get thirsty. Oh, right. Exactly. And so... All of this was set up um, in order, you know, like for various different reasons. Each thing kind of happened sort of organically as he sort of saw the need for a thing. And so at some point, they embark on this cross-country trip with this car that's not going to stop from from San Diego to New York. And so I had a lot of questions that were finally kind of answered once I sort of found some documentation about it, which was that... Um, he arranged, he prearranged with local um, law enforcement in different towns mm-hmm. and things so that he could, would not have to stop at stoplights and stop signs. Right. And so they would show up and meet him like on the freeway outside of town while he's still driving and they would like clear the roads and stuff and make sure that he could get through um, and keep going. So I can't believe he got like the logistics of organizing that with that many fucking law enforcement agencies yeah. and stuff is crazy. And it is crazy. But so he had this phone and when he had some problems. So I guess like when they first took the trip to New York, they didn't, they, they had everything they needed, but they didn't realize that sitting that much yeah. would cause some bowel problems. Oh my God. Yes. Every time you and I go on a road trip, I'm like, stop the car. I have to poop again. Yeah. And so, so this was causing the worst kind of bowel problems, which was they were getting bound up. And yeah. so he called ahead to a town and had one of the local law enforcement meet them on the road and drive by and hand off, um, like emodium or whatever, or not emodium, um, like, you know, some laxative. Pepto or some, yeah. Yeah, some laxative so that they could fix, like, so they could medicate and keep going and not just be, like, miserable. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, and I suppose they weren't going very fast. They weren't driving like us. No, no. I mean, so I think they did the trip in seven days, which means that they did spend a significant portion of the time at freeway speeds of some kind. I imagine over oh, 50 miles an hour. But they God. would they would obviously slow down in order to do some of these maneuvers, like, for instance, change a tire or yeah. um, 
Like, I suppose as long as the wheels keep rolling, no matter how slowly, you can still make the claim that you did, you did it nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this wasn't like a speed run. This was more just like engine was running, car was rolling. No one, you know, no one got okay. off. Okay. In the ground case, is lava. you just like, <laughs> what? The ground is lava. The road is a river. You're going to die. Right. So, like, uh, if they were willing to slow down enough that it took them seven days to cross the country. Yeah. Couldn't you just like slow down enough that somebody could jump out and go poop somewhere and just circle the block until they get back? I, I mean, yes, I, obviously, like that would be possible, I imagine. But that defeats the purpose. Yeah. I mean, and okay. also to be clear, this wasn't so this first trip was not particularly like publicized. This was just a thing he was doing. There wasn't. So none of this was like, he wasn't like, I'm going to set a record, call the, you know, call the Guinness Book of World Records people. Like it was none of that. It was, oh, wow. Yeah, we could totally drive this nonstop. Let's see. And so the only person that it matters to about whether he honored the rules of the game are him, right? No one else is setting these rules about what you can and can't do. He was just like, I'm going to push this and see what we can get away with. And what they got away with was driving to New York and back without stopping. And what they did was... um, So they had to refuel about three times, I think. Sorry, not... Yes, and it was like some giant... Just like they do in the air with Air Force One. Yeah, so I read that they had arranged... um, At least one time they arranged to have a truck, a gas truck, meet them on a runway and so they would they pulled out onto the runway and they could drive kind of slowly for many you know a long long way with no other traffic and then the fuel truck could fuel them up um right. and so they'd take on you know refuel another 200 gallons or whatever they you know were down to you know they had so they had i think they had a capacity for 230 gallons i think i misspoke before um Yes. Uh, so the trailer holds the car holds fifty gallons of water with a reserve of thirty gallons in the trailer. Okay. The trailer holds two hundred thirty gallons of gas, fifteen gallons of oil, and the dining area. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So they probably had. So it probably was two hundred fifty gallons of gas. It was probably like a twenty gallon tank on the on the sure. Um, uh, Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is this like this fantastic voyage of you know <laughs> motor vehicle in 1950s america driving across the country um and so they get they get to new york they turn around they come back um they make the whole trip it's all great and uh so now he has this car and so then this was the thing that i was i was watching the um so the San Diego uh, Automotive Museum, I guess, commissioned some sort of like 30-minute documentary about it um, that I imagine they actually play when you go see it in the museum. Like there's probably a place to view this video. Um, okay. But you can view it on um, – if you look up Louis Matar and his fabulous car, this is, the, this is the YouTube video you'll find. And I was surprised to learn in there, and this was pretty fa- fantastic too, was that after the New York trip, he – then did a much more publicized trip that was like a goodwill tour mm-hmm. where he drove from Anchorage, Alaska <clears throat> to Mexico City. Oh. And so his idea was to connect both uh, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico by doing this trip and driving through all three countries. And this trip um, was much more like publicized and he and he talks about... In the video, it was really amazing. He talks about how awesome it was going into 
Mexico where you'd be in these like very rural, like rural communities and the farmers would be like, they'd already know he was coming and like they were really excited yeah. about it. And it got to this point where they were like, like giving food, so much food, they didn't know what to do with it. Um, you know, cause they only have so much room on the car and people would just be like handing him food as he came through town and, you know, yeah. just very excited about it. Um, and oh my the, God. Yeah. On a road trip one time, my mom shoved like a bushel of apples in my hands. Like, uh-huh. What am I going to do with a bushel right. of apples while I'm driving a car? <laughs> I think I eat one apple maybe every six months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Keeps the doctor Please away. Please continue. <laughs> no, yeah. Sorry. I can imagine they probably had like, or like people always foist food on you that you're not really sure what to do with and that requires refrigeration. Yep. Like, oh. Thank goodness I have a pound of broccoli. I forgot to mention there was a fridge that he had made custom for the car. It was a small fridge, like smaller than even like a dorm fridge. Um, of course. But he had a refrigerator and uh i mean of course he did so this car is just like he just drove it down from anchorage alaska all the way through there's some photos i really encourage people to look this up on the internet um the photos are just like amazing there's some photos of him like driving on a dirt road and the car is just like covered in mud there's um if you look around you can find footage of them using the shower so this is the thing i want to kind of get back to the whole like imagine so you have this catwalk right or he calls it the catwalk it's Uh not um it's barely wide enough for one foot right it's it's not it looks like the running board you would step on to get into a very tall truck today yes exactly and it just kind of there's ways for it to go mostly around the outside of the car there's some handholds that he's like some straps he's put in some various places on the car so you can grab them at opportune times and not fall off the car um but showering was literally standing on this sideboard running board catwalk thing next to the shower head that again as you remember comes out of where you would imagine there was an antenna on the car and just kind of sprays out towards the passenger side window and so you would literally to shower just sort of hang on to the side of the car and stand on this running board or stand on this catwalk and then have the water pour over you and there's some footage of him doing this um it's fantastic it's just it's absurd everything about it is absurd um the way he talks about it i love it yeah of of course it's so great um it's so absurd and it's so fantastic and fabulous and just really bizarre. Um, he talks about, I guess they're kind of advertising it as being a car that cost about $75,000 all said and done in about right. five years so, of his time. Um, I did the math on that, by the way. Yeah. $75,000 in 1950. Yes. With, uh, if you account for an annual inflation rate of 3.47% yes. is equivalent to in today's money $816,654.66. It's right, it's nuts. Um That's crazy. How what did, how did he have all this money? I don't I think it was just I, I don't know. You know, they don't really talk about it. I suspect um you know, maybe it was some family money. I don't know. It's I, I could speculate all day about, long like, and not know. It's interesting to think that like you could spend eight hundred grand DIYing your car today, right? Yes. But the types of things that you would get for that eight hundred grand are not the same things you would have gotten for seventy five grand in nineteen fifty. For instance, like a drinking fountain is very rudimentary technology compared to the fact that we have like these insane battery packs and self driving cars now. Right. Yes. So like I wonder 
If somebody were to DIY a car with $800,000 in upgrades now, what kind of stuff you could get on your car for that? Right. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, Holy shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the things you would do, I, I mean, especially with this kind of vision where he has, this isn't, this isn't, you know, me spending $800,000 to make my car go faster, like say, like I'm right. going to create like the next Bugatti Veyron or whatever, or whatever version they're up to that goes way yeah. too fast. <laughs> yeah. um, no, this is like, I'm going to create this ridiculous, like I'm going to shoehorn an RV living space into a smaller <laughs> car. An well, smaller car. Yeah. I mean, it is a Cadillac, which I think says a lot. Like when you actually see the footage of him in the car, the thing that is always deceiving to me about this Cadillac or Cadillacs in general is that they're shaped and look like a two or four door car, right? Yeah. But then when you see someone get in them, you realize like it's just bigger. Like it's blown up bigger. Like everything is like a foot yeah. longer in every dimension. And yeah. so when he's in there, it's like the roof is not almost touching my head. It's like there's a foot of space here. <laughs> there's so, clearance. <laughs> yeah. So of course he put in a 12 inch TV or whatever, or 10 inch TV that he has, which by the way, he had a TV in this car. The other thing is like none of these things are like, oh man, you know, that's crazy. Who would put a TV in a car? It's like tons of people have TVs in cars now. But yes, back, that's true. But this is like 1947. Yeah. And so it just, it like, you have to appreciate, like, like car phone, which nobody knows what that is, cell, yep. fo- a cell phone in your car. Um, I mean, people know what it is, but you, you get me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he has a cell phone, <laughs> which no one had in 1947. He has a, a TV which in his car, which no one had, he's got, um, there's also, I did, I forget to mention a reel to reel tape recorder in case they want to do audio dictation. Yeah. Um, just, can someone please dic- take dictation while I drive? Right. He's got a wet bar in the glove box, basically, um, that, you know, is just, it's, it's fountain soda, right? Like r- yeah. on tap there, like ready to go. I think he has, um, I forget what it was. It was like, it was whiskey, soda water, and, beer yes. maybe or oh, something was, or soda I like some ginger just, ale or something i was just looking at it let me see if i can find yeah. what it says um <sighs> like so he did so so much his goodwill so by the way his goodwill tour his non-stop run from alaska to mexico city which happened august 10th to i think the 18th in 1954 was not sponsored no one was like, hey, here, have a bunch of money, go do this thing. Right. He, he was like, I'm going to do this thing. Um, so he had whiskey, water, soda, washing machine, stove, yep. kitchen sink, hookah. Oh, yes. There was a hookah, like kind of right in the center of the dash, um, which apparently he liked to smoke tobacco, I guess. Um, oh, <sighs> and then don't... Okay. So there was also an electric stove, which... Yep. My understanding is that he would, um, he, it kind of was set up to cook shish kebabs a lot. So he cooked a lot of shish kebabs for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I, my understanding is that was kind of a regular event outside of these like long trips. It had, um, uh, an ironing board. So right next to the washing machine, like if you can imagine if you're sitting in the back seat, there's like an armrest that pulls out of the center of the seats. Yep. So 
there was an ironing board that fit on top of that. So you could kind of finish your laundry. Like as soon as your laundry was done, you could pop it out and iron it. Um, you know, it was just like the absurdity of all of this is just, it's really interesting because it takes like, what I find fascinating about this is that this stuff was adapted for cars and or the road insofar as it was crammed into or built onto an automobile but these things are all like domestic luxury items. Yes. They're meant for houses. Yeah. Yeah. They have not been altered at all to be the car version of the thing. It's still the thing. Right. Yeah. All of these things are just, you know, domestic versions of like the iron's a little bit smaller, but it's not a like, you know, it's an iron. Um, it's an iron. It's yeah. a full-size iron, yeah. Yeah, the electric stove was my understanding is that was kind of custom made that he kind of had somebody build it for him. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to imagine probably he just made a lot of friends who had different skill sets and they're like, Oh, I'll I'm help sure. do this. Yeah. I'm sure. Like when we, when we built our art car years ago yeah. and hauled it all across the countryside, um, one afternoon we were driving in Houston and we were towing the car behind the, the big vehicle yeah. the van that we had. And the car was on a dolly and a truck in front of us on the freeway at freeway speed lost a rather large diameter pipe off the back of the truck. And we smashed right into it like we couldn't avoid it because we were towing such a heavy art car yeah. and um, and we were going really fast on the freeway so we couldn't swerve. And it we we managed to clear it like a hurdle with the truck. Yeah. But then it kicked up from the rear wheels of the passenger vehicle and smashed into the front end of the art car and damaged the dolly that the art car was riding on. And when we got where we were going, there were a bunch of other art car weirdos. And one of them was like, oh, I have a machine shop. And just like machined us new parts for this rented dolly. And we returned it and they never knew we had ever wrecked it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> they had new parts for us like the next day. I guess uh-huh. it was like, you know, yeah. no big deal. It's yeah. what they do all the time. Um, but yeah, like if any kind of a fix or a solution or something has to be like a one-off thing. It has mm-hmm. to be custom made. Like, So it only took him seven years to, to build this thing. That is amazing to me because I know people who I think still have the same dirty dishes in their sink <laughs> from like when I met them four years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still haven't gotten around to taking care of your space, huh, pal? So, like, yeah, it would be insane to build a car with this much one-off stuff that you had to figure out a way to build into a Cadillac. I mean, I'm shocked it cost as little as it did. Yeah, I frankly. really, I, when you look at it, the, like, the amount of time, like, when you look at these photos you realize like this man was just really obsessed with like making this. It, it's not just, none of this stuff is just like janky. It's all kind of no, like tried designed. to put in with the theme, um, you know, in mind trying to keep the sort of same kind of aesthetic as the rest of the car. Um, the car itself is like really, really well-maintained. You can, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's sitting in a museum now. So it is actually sitting in the um, San Diego Auto- Automotive Museum. So if you do find yourself in San Diego and things are open at some point in your life, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely, this. I'm sure this would be a fun thing to go see. Yeah, it's at 
2080 Pan American Plaza, San Diego, and uh, the GPS location is 32.7275, comma, negative 117.1539. There you go. Um, yeah, so you that's actually... They're in your spaceship. Uh, so if you are here in San Diego or you find yourself in San Diego, that's in Balboa Park. There's That's where most of our museums are located. Um, so if you go to Balboa Park, you can... You, you'll find signage and stuff that'll help you get to the automotive museum. Uh, this is fabulous. Yeah, it's 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 a really cool cool museum. If you like old cars, they have tons of cool old cars there. Um, anyway, enough plugging a thing. Um, the <laughs> yeah, so so Louis Matar, this this fantastic car. Like I I just when I started reading about this, I was like, this can't be real. This doesn't make <laughs> like like it doesn't like i like this like this detail like putting clear panels in the hood allowing it to be driven while the hood is open for repairs or adjustment right all right um you know just like little things like that it's like what what why why (laughs) why would you do that like i i wonder if these things like i would love to see the progression of what happened first like we need a drinking fountain on this car. And then after you get the drinking fountain, well, now that we have a drinking fountain, we need this other thing on this car. Like whose suggestions were these and how much convincing did it take? And like, what was the progression of priorities here? And I need to know what were the priorities. But the vision of it too, like the drinking fountain, especially it's, it's sort of James Bond style. Like it's hidden under the, under the rear uh, taillight. And so you flip the taillight over like up like open it up and then the water fountain like comes up out of the car right it's just it's like absurd um it's just all of the vision and and the like sort of thought that went into all of this i mean especially the whole thing about being able to change the tires while you're driving it's like like uh, what why (laughs) who it looks beautiful like all of this detailing and all of the styling is the same like even the trailer um like the exterior external appearance of the trailer to say nothing of the diner booth in the back is like it it looks like it came stock with the car yeah yeah it's incredible it's yeah, it's wow. it's so it's so awesome. It kind of the the little uh, cafe table almost looks like a rumble seat from like an old vehicle. You know what I'm talking about? Like where the trunk oh. pops out and there's like seats in there instead of a trunk. Yes, yes, yeah. That's exactly yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is brilliant. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so I don't know. Like I can't imagine. Um, I I was trying to think of like what other things i know about or have heard of that would be in in the ballpark of this so there's a guy who built his own rocket ship yes and he recently blew himself up so he is now the dead rocket ship guy right yeah i just i feel like the difference though i mean that guy was a flat earther right like his whole thing was yes, like he was and yeah. the whole reason for gil- building the rocket was to get up there to prove with his own eyeballs that the earth was flat which is hilarious right yeah i mean it's 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 actually <laughs> tragic and sad now that he's dead but um it's <laughs> i'm sorry i can't stop yeah that no 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 it's i mean it's also absurd but the thing is like this doesn't smack of that this smacks no. of like like considered 
design and community and yes. like people rallying <clears throat> around this person being like, I'm going to do this ridiculous thing. And him, like the part where he's like, I'm going to do a goodwill tour and he funds it himself and drives mm-hmm. across the, you know, drives up and down um, the West Coast, you know, joining the three countries. Uh, yeah. Like he drove all the way to Mexico City. It's not like he like, you know, popped down to Tijuana and was like, I'm done. I made it. Right. Um, he like, he did it. Yeah. He like he drove through Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Like it was like, I'm going to drive through all the countries, um, which, you know, meant driving through all of Canada or, you know, longitudinally yeah. speaking, um, obviously right. didn't drive through all of Canada, but um, <laughs> it's, it, it's, and then all of, and, and it being kind of like the family being involved and it's like a touch of lunacy with like some grounded reality and some goodwill and and like this really interesting i bet they look damn good doing it too that car is amazing yeah yep they got those suits like everybody was dressed up in their like oh people outside are gonna see me clothes uh-huh yep <laughs> church hat put on my church hat put on my hat. church hat yep he said, if I sold that car and had all the money in the bank, I wouldn't meet the important people I do. That's worth all the money in the world. Yeah. God, he he just loved this shit. I bet he stopped. Like, when I first bought the smart car, Yeah, <clears throat> I had to book extra time when I was going to and from places because if I had to stop for gas, I was going to be trapped by a group of people who surround me at the gas station asking me questions about this car. And so I bet he did the same thing, but I bet as a you know opposed to me when i was <laughs> right. supremely irritated about this yeah uh i bet he just loved it yeah that's the impression i get so all the video footage of him is just him like just very personable and interested in what other people have to say about their lives and what's going on in the world and um and him just being super excited about like showing off his car and and people yeah. being interested in it and him wanting to kind of just share whatever he had to like give um it's it's super fun it's a really fun short documentary i do recommend that like i said it's on on youtube um you know louis matar and his (laughs) fabulous car can't miss it um and and man it's like i I can't even begin to describe like these photos are just great um they they really capture like old auto shows you know yeah spirit the spirit and the design and the sort of ambiance of an old yeah God, like this is this stuff all <clears throat> it looks like every sort of Hollywood movie of the 1950s you've ever seen with like perfectly manicured lawns and the suburbs all with the identical houses or like it's like something out of um um fuck uh Edward Scissorhands. It reminds me of Edward Scissorhands. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the styling. Yeah, and which of course was a satire, but that's like literally what this looks like, and, and it is totally serious. There is a certain level of like satire. Um, it, it's it's like cartoonishly perfect. It is cartoonishly perfect, and it's so funny how um, it, it, like <laughs> these photos. I just don't even know where to begin. Like they are. Yeah. The the wonderful part is there's actually like decent video footage of him in the car, driving the car, talking about the car. Um he was on uh various talk shows and things, so there's old footage of that. Um Oh my god. 
Was your friend Sally Jesse? No, that was way too late. Yeah, I think that was way too late. I I think he was. I I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I I'm not good with with remembering the names of all of those shows. But um, mm. you know, I was forced to watch them whenever I stayed home sick from school, and then so it's like a devil's bargain. Like, yeah. oh, can I suffer through Sally Jesse Raphael in order not to have to go to school today? <laughs> right. Those giant oversized red rimmed plastic glasses of hers uh-huh. and her like disapproving passive aggressive tone. Ridiculous. It's like you invited me here. Why are you being a bitch? <laughs> <Were> you right? <laughs> I came here to make you money on your talk show, and you're treating me like a moron. Oh God! Get some regular glasses. Right. God. Sally Jesse. Sally Jesse. Pearl Clutcher. Pearl Clutcher, indeed, extraordinaire. <laughs> if she- I bet she would have loved Louise Carr, but she would have thought it was crazy, and like she would have been okay looking at it, but not riding in it. Uh huh. Yeah. I've made this all about Sally Jesse. Yeah. Um, uh, that's okay. I, I Now I really want to go to the museum. So I'm looking <laughs> at these photos. Um, they have a display where they have, like, you can just kind of make it out in the photo. It seems to, like, label all of the dash controls. Oh, my God. Um, and there there's an absurd amount of them. Um, you know, obviously, they're for all different kinds of features of the car. Um, yes. Yeah, it's... This- yeah. This reminds me if you've did you see the the uh we just watched it the other day the a series of unfortunate events the lemony snickets a series of unfortunate events I'm familiar with, with that and I've seen I think I've seen a few episodes of it. Yeah. This reminds me of the car that the banker who is the like steward of the children's care while he's trying to place them with family members who are all Jim Carrey pretending to be other people. Yes. And, like, in the dashboard of that car, when it gets stuck on the... Like, he's driving down the street talking to the children. And in the dashboard of this old car that looks very similar to this Cadillac in the photo that I'm looking at, they have a reel-to-reel tape recorder in the tape... In the deck of the car, in the dashboard of the car. Yes, yeah. And a phone, but it's like a house phone, like an old house phone. Right, which is actually what you see here. I'm wondering if they got that idea from this car. Oh, I wonder... Yeah, because be- it's so perfect. Because the phone in the the phone in the dash is is like a regular handset, like a regular a yeah, handset like a from say phone. the nineteen sixties. Yep. Um, you know, with the big handle in between an ear and a and a mouth, like yep. the the speaker. Yes, and an the- enormous like yeah, like it probably yep. weighs four pounds. Yeah, easily. Um, uh-huh. it's so great. You could kill someone with that phone. You could bludgeon a yes. human to death with that phone. Yep, easily. It'd be a decent. If, it'd be a decent weapon selection if you were in, yeah. in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I mean, okay. One of the greatest features that we ever added to our art car, yes. besides the like insane stereo we put in it, yeah, that we basically built from scratch. Uh, we added uh uh in the we we put a new like plane reservoir on for the windshield wiper fluid Uh uh-huh and then we ran aquarium tubing like 13 feet up to the platform on the top of the car Uh uh-huh and we filled it full of vodka so that if you flicked the windshield wiper fluid Uh, uh flicker in order to like wash the windshield which no longer existed anymore because we took it out right it would send a flow of vodka up to the, <laughs> to the platform and you could pour out kettle one for people on the platform of the car. That's absurd and awesome. And that was the closest we ever got to like uh-huh. 
improving the like uh you know experience right the livable experience the lived experience of being on the car but of course that was in a reservoir that was close to the engine so it was hot all the time and <laughs> honestly people's reactions to getting jetted in the face with the, hot with vodka, hot vodka were not and it was kind of like you would yell up from the driver's seat uh, like okay i'm flicking the flicker thing now and so you kind of had to wait and it was a surprise like when's that vodka gonna get here <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, considering the context, I feel like that's kind of perfect. Right. Like, you really nailed the aesthetic. Um, For, yes, right? We were like, would anybody like some, you know... Some hot vodka in their face? hot vodka? And they're like, sure! And I think people thought we were joking. Right. (laughs) We're not joking. It's going to come shooting out at you, like like a squirt gun. Right. (laughs) Like a super soaker of hot vodka. But it's cool because we bought Top Shelf. Right. It's fine. It's Kettle One. <laughs> You'll forgive us. Just drink some more. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Um, yeah. Absurd. So, <sighs> I, I mean, that's about it. That's all I really know about this Cadillac. Um, well, it's quite a bit. <laughs> it's quite a bit. Um, I I do want, I just, I want to know more because I just think he's just such a fascinating person. Um, All right, so when I fly back out to San Diego... We're going to go there. We're going to go look at this car. Yes. We're going to go check out the car. We're yeah. going to take photos of it, and then maybe we'll post them to, like, FCVM somewhere. Yeah, we'll put them on the website. Um, yeah, so just in case people are wondering, we do have a website, fcbm.io. Um, you go there, you can see all of our podcasts and you can also see any other content. Um, oh, speaking of which we probably, our book will probably be done shortly. Oh my gosh. Our book, we have a book. You need to buy it. Buy our book. Yeah. So we will put links on the website, um, so that you can read about it first and make informed decisions about what you're getting yourself into. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know what you're listening, what you're getting yourself into. I have already gone too far. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we'll have the book up on there and uh yeah, we're getting the final like the final draft checks. Um they're going to arrive in the mail today according to the post. So this that'll be is fun. very very exciting. Yeah. Tell me I expect a, a text and a photo when they get there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I will uh I'll call you screaming like a little little boy. <laughs> like just yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> So yeah. Speaking of screaming like little boys, we were yeah. playing in the park the other day. My nephew, Stevia Hibiscus, and his brother, Connor, the st- destroyer. Yes. And uh, we were running around, and Bennett, uh, Stevia Hibiscus, like, screamed, and it was a great scream. And I said, hey, that's a great scream. And then Connor had to scream because we're all screaming now. <laughs> and so Connor has an even better scream. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> And then as soon as they were done, uh-huh. it was my turn to scream. So I was screaming. And at that point, my mom made us all stop because she was concerned that somebody <laughs> might call the police. <laughs> we were doing like, we weren't doing like play on the playground screams. We were like, what if someone was trying to kill you right now? Scream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think the adult woman scream, which was audibly different from the two child screams, may have been the thing that pissed her off. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's good. That sounds. Appro- that seems appropriate. We're going to get in so much trouble. Yeah. 
It's going to be There's, great. I, like I was mentioning to you and Dana the other day, there are now three children, one of whom appears to have an adult like body and also the rights that are afforded to it. And uh-huh. so, uh, we're going to get a lot of trouble because one of us can pass for an adult in public. <laughs> And has spending power to go along with it. Right. <laughs> and like no upper limit for saying no to things. Oh, that's so great. Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, that was why I was saying like, I don't see, I don't see how I am the voice of reason in this situation whatsoever. No, with you uh, on board, it would just be like, it would be a cavalcade of, uh huh. I don't even know what, it would just be a cavalcade. It would be a cavalcade and all of the things would be involved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where it would go from here. Well, it, it's we, going somewhere. We might end up with a $75,000 Cadillac. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which at this point would probably be on the low end of things. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that's the other thing about this is I have to imagine that, it, you know, either either his wife was like, I want nothing to do with you, but I'm not getting divorced. In which case, he didn't talk to her and he did all of this like begrudgingly. Or, as I suspect, was somehow also an enabler when it came to like... Oh, yeah. Like, okay, dear, that sounds absurd. Keep going. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I bet she was responsible. I somebody, somebody out of left field was responsible for like some of the things. I That drinking fountain and the table in the back, the, the little yes. diner table, those are like... Those are like straight up domestic goddess suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, um, they're like elegant and yeah. beautiful, sophisticated. sophisticated. They look comfortable. The types um, of things you take care of to impress other people when they come over and you can be like, oh, this old thing. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, oh, so oh, ridiculous. Good. Yeah. Well, anyway, so listeners, please, by all means, have a little peek on the internet, if nothing else. Um, Louis Matar, L-O-I-E, L-O-U-I-E, yep. M-A-T-T-A-R, Louis Matar. Yeah, it's uh, you won't be disappointed. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you will. What? I don't know anything about it. You'll you. be disappointed. You didn't think of it first. If, if Yeah. <laughs> if you're disappointed, then you enjoy disappointment and welcome aboard. Um, welcome aboard. Yep. Your favorite thing, disappointment. <laughs> we got you your favorite thing for your birthday. <laughs> disappointment. disappointment. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. What else? I was trying to think, uh, what else should I tell you before we run out of time here? Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know. That's oh, right. I cleaned it. I cleaned out my smart car. You cleaned out your smart car? Yeah. Yesterday I cleaned it out because we went to Sonic because we were like, we got to get some food. And we were driving to Savers to drop off a bunch of stuff and try to find a leather belt that we could use for sharpening knives. And we didn't find the belt, but we dropped a bunch of stuff off, which was great. And right across the street was Sonic. And I was like, I could go for a foot long chili dog. And also, I really want like an ice cream malt, you know? Uh huh. I mean? Yeah. As one does. And. Right. So we got tater tots and hot dogs and all this stuff. And then they didn't bring out our shakes. And then like it took a really long time and it ended up taking so long that I like cleaned the car while we were in the parking lot. That's hilarious. I've done that And then they finally like, I was like, man, for me to get lost in a chore, like detailing the inside of my car, it had to have been like 35 minutes we were waiting. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. So we just ended up eating in the drive-in, which is like what you do at Sonic. We were just going to take it home with us, obviously, at first. Right. Well, then we ate it all, and then we were like, oh, it'd be really great if we had something to drink, <laughs> even though what we ordered was ice cream. Uh-huh. And then we got it, and then we went home, and it was fine. And then I left it out overnight, and it melted, and now it's a puddle of milk with M&Ms in the bottom, but I'm still going to I was going to say, it. that sounds all right. It's fine. Yeah, milk and sugary milk and, and M&Ms. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's just great. I've been, also, yeah. For the food inclined, uh, Trader Joe's has a Neapolitan ice cream uh, breakfast cereal now. Oh, yes. I've seen that. I, I never, <sighs> is it good? It's really good. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to get fat yeah. eating that now. It's going to be yep. great. Speaking of um, uh, living in these uncertain and ridiculous times, absurd times, they're not even the good kind of absurd, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disappointingly absurd. Uh um, I've been I've been watching uh, old episodes of Monk. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I fucking love that show because I feel like I relate to him so much. Yes, yeah, and I've just been watching it. And I've been thinking about you because of the like some of the absurd <laughs> shit about um, like cleaning and um, not mm-hmm. liking to be touched and yep. just sort of like like I, the thing the funny thing about his like quote unquote phobias and things is it's like. So much of it's like you're not wrong. Like they're right. like the world is mocking you for shit that it's like, yeah, that's not unreasonable. Um, I know. I mean, you know, it's debilitating, which is the problem, right? It's like, yep. well, you're gonna have to like balance, which obviously, like, you don't exist quite the same way he does to the uh, like sort of extreme sure. of like, you know, you're like, yeah, it doesn't mean like you're willing to shake somebody's hand if that's what it takes to do the next thing, but it doesn't mean you have to enjoy it. I will see it as a hurdle that must be overcome, not as something I willfully engage in. Yes. Right. Though, to be honest, if I sat there with sanitary wipes next to you, you would absolutely take one every time. Uh, yeah, 100%. Which has given me the idea that maybe that's something we need to do the next time we're hanging out together and we find ourselves in social situations is to... Um, compulsively baby stru- Structure that a little bit better. Yeah. And I'll be, your, I- I'll be your support nurse or whatever we want to call it. So I support this. Yeah. I have a tip for living well in hell. And okay. actually it's um, motivated by a time compression and it has to do with time compression. So tips for living well in hell. Engage your absurd needs. Like this guy lived probably the best life he could imagine because Louis Matar built the exact thing that he wanted and he did it himself. And he had he was like he didn't have to wait for anybody else to show up and give it to him. So like indulge your absurd desires. This yeah. is something that makes living well in hell entirely possible. Like just make it less hellish by making it custom. Right. Yeah, if you need a water fountain poking out of the, you know, rear end of your car, then do that. Right. Like I there is a person in my house right now who's going to give me a neck massage because I have a really screwed up back and neck and it's going to be great and it's going to make my like hellish existence right now a little less hellish because he comes to my house to do it like yeah some things are worth the crazy amounts of money you pay for them i guess if it makes your life livable even if you have to give up other things for it right right and it's worth it i think customize motherfuckers that's my advice (laughs) (laughs) all right okay yeah i have to go all right yes okay so all right, so we made it to 54 minutes, though. Yeah. We did a whole episode. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Okay. okay. Thanks, everybody. Go look up Louis Matar. Okay. Also, wear a mask, okay. wash your hands, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay.